0: So I'm so excited to have our next guest. She's freaking beautiful. She's funny. And she went to my school, Go Bears, UC Berkeley, Stanford Sucks. So you know she's going to be hilarious. Um, I saw her at an open mic in uh, Orange County, and then she also runs a lot of like Long Beach mics. She's highly recommended by other comedians I've interviewed. She's basically a staple in Long Beach comedy. Welcome, the very amazing Feliz. How are you doing?
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I had to laugh when you're like, Stanford sucks. You just threw that in there.
0: <laughs> I'm great. How are you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, so I'm so excited because I feel like we can relate to a lot of stuff. When I saw like your up, I was laughing like crazy because it's actually like, it makes you think not just like it was, it wasn't just dick jokes. So thank you. So oh, much. thank you. Yeah, seriously. So, um, so what was like, uh, your first reaction when you got into Berkeley?
1: Oh, I was so excited. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was, and it still is one of the best universities in the world. So I was I was really elated, and um, I mean, if you ask me now, if you ask me now, <laughs> you know what I mean? How things kind of change, and you're yeah. like, you know? Um, all right, you go in with these huge expectations, and you're like, oh, I did it, you know, and I, I have my degree now, and and you kind of, I mean, I don't want to say you get arrogant, but you do it you kind of expect a little bit um and then you're like oh man life is a continuous uh it's like a continuous hustle you know so it's not like you have this and then you're good uh because I wasn't (laughs)
0: okay because you must have like you know either you're a genius or you work really hard I feel like I was more shocked because everyone was like a freaking valedictorian and they're like oh yeah I didn't study in high school and I was like what (laughs) because because I was more the grinder type so like right Um, what uh like how how do you feel like you got in because I feel like I just got in because I locked myself in a room for four years so like oh yeah no yeah what did you study where were your interests yeah it it
1: was it was like the same for me I mean I was I I was never a good test taker per se you know it's like for me it was just all about my grades and Mm -hmm. and I did the same thing as you it's like I locked myself in a room for four years as well Um, and
0: I (laughs) now we become comedians
1: yeah I know (laughs) <laughs> and then from all the isolation, yeah, um, right. <laughs> like, oh no, I need to talk a little bit now.
0: Yeah, what, people, I hate people. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, I I totally get it. It's like, but but no, I I, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I suppose there was a an element of surprise in there. But the other thing, Lee, was that mm-hmm. I had worked, and you, I'm sure you did. You know, like I worked so hard that it was almost like a relief. You know, like more than anything, I was like, okay, good. You know, it wasn't. It's like I'm excited, which that is that is definitely there. But I was also just like, okay, you know, like I should have gotten it. Does that sound weird? Yeah, you know, it's like, like I, it's
0: like I mean, I don't. Okay, I am an arrogant person, so I just say it. Yeah, like, no. I worked harder than anybody <laughs> nice. else. Like I didn't party when you guys were doing drugs. Like okay, yeah, I it. yeah, for I, sure. I know what you mean. There. So like, were your parents like? So can you tell us about your background? Because like we were chatting and like your background seems very interesting. Was it like an immigrant family that was like, you have to study or we'll kill you?
1: Like an Asian families? Or- uh, <laughs> I mean, I suppose there was a little bit of that. <laughs> you know, there was just, my, my parents are both, engin- my parents are immigrants, oh, they're both okay. engineers. Okay. You know, so uh, I think they expected me to study I did go in engineering my oh, first two wow. years. First one. Yeah. And then um, I was material science engineering. Oh, wow, wow. And then, and then I was like, I don't want to do this. And then I had like a 180 flip and I went into studio art, which was oh, just wow. weird.
0: Were they thrilled when you told them, "Hey, I'm I'm going to studio art"? I, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you are you only child? Or are you? I forgot if you.
1: No, I I have a brother. My brother's a doctor, so it's like you know, it's like my parents are engineers. My brother's a doctor, and I'm you know like.
0: You're the most famous. Doing stand up comedy. <laughs> You're hotter, and more famous than your brother. I'm assuming, right? Oh my god. Is that a thing or no? I don't know. You
1: know, it's. I can't really be objective about that. It's gonna sound strange if I say
0: my brother's hot, but <laughs> you're really. Oh right, I forgot. Yeah, I'm an only child, so I have like no sense of like propriety. Um, no, that's, that's does your brother? Totally. You
1: know? He's not. He's married. Of course, all the yeah,
0: he's, are married. He
1: so. took. You know, he took the very straight path. Like he, he got his uh, medical degree. He's a doctor. You know, he's he married, has two kids, white picket fence, all that stuff, so, um, I don't know, yeah, his, his wife is, is, she looks like a Barbie, you know.
0: You look very, you're like a Barbie, too, with black hair. Do you have black hair now, or purple? Oh my god, (laughs) thank you, Lee.
1: Well, you're like the Asian Barbie, so, you know, Uh, we can all kind of Barbie. I got,
0: I got the double eyelid surgery, it did change my life. So, listeners... Did you I, really? I did, because, like, before... Okay, I wasn't ugly. I wasn't, like, a burn victim, but I feel like I was cute. And I feel like there's a leap between cute and pretty and, like, gorgeous. And I feel like I I did notice a change in my dating. And it, this is not PC to say, but whatever's a a comedy podcast. Yeah. Uh, because I went from dating people who are like, asking me to yoga land and, like, Starbucks to, like, dating an older guy who literally made like a million dollars a year. Like we just had one date, but because of my physical appearance, I was able to get in through the door. Right. Right. So that's right. why I do advocate because before I was like, Oh, you should like me for my personality. Why don't you like me for my insights? But like they don't care about your insides, uh, because your outside is not what they want. And it's right. say, but I did get surgery and my life didn't improve and I would feel like a hypocrite if I didn't. So
1: no I, I totally we get
0: Berkeley. yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing I mean I know I notice that all the time I'm sure you do as well it's like when I just walk out in sweats and I'm going anywhere and I don't have makeup on I don't you know whatever um guys don't look at like they don't open the door you know what I mean like exactly, like, exactly. yeah nice yeah. things that they would normally do t- yeah, they I don't do want to do say it. normally, but but you can you can see it, you can yeah. see the change, yeah. you know, and then and then when you dress up and you go out, it's like all of a sudden, you know, all the doors are being opened for you, and um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, thank just, you
0: for saying that because it's true. It's so true. It's 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 not PC to say, but it is true. I agree. With it you. is
1: true. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I like this, but I'm like, all right, <laughs> UC Berkeley, to this, I I, we relate on so many things, that's why I love it, but I'm like, I don't know if, like, our, our listeners are like, I thought we were get advice to go to Berkeley or something, Classic oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. surgery, girls, um, so anyways, I know. <laughs> it's the Asian side coming out, so, um, when did you decide to do, like, stand-up comedy, and, like, what was your open mic experience like?
1: Um, I got into comedy on accident. You know, it's like I had, um, I had lived abroad for about 10 years and I was in four different countries and I worked in different jobs and I taught English and I I taught briefly at a university abroad. And then I, um, I was a flight attendant. Like I, I, I did whatever. And it, I, I kind of hit that recession period where coming back to the U S it would be as a liberal arts major. I, I would have had some issues mm-hmm. finding work, right, you know, right. because I had started engineering and then I went to studio art and then eventually I finished, um, a major, which was the butt of UC Berkeley jokes. It was American studies with a poli sci focus. Um, but it doesn't give you, you know, it doesn't really give you that much of an advantage, right? When you're unless, it, yeah, I mean, it just goes back to the whole thing. I mean, it's it's awesome to go to a great university and you have that, uh, if nothing else, the bragging rights, I suppose. But when it comes to actually getting a quote-unquote real job, um, I felt like it it didn't do a lot for me. Um, so. So yeah, so I was abroad for a lot of years. And then I came back and most of my friends were married. They had kids. uh, I didn't have friends anymore, I realized. Um, So and people had told me over the years they're like, you're funny, you're funny, you should, you know, you should do comedy. I never took it seriously. But at that point, I thought, okay, you know what, maybe I can do this. Mm -hmm. And and so I took a class and then I just got hooked. Wow. as far as the open mic experience, that was a little different because the class was very interactive. You know, we had about 10 people in the class and That's people so cool. were very supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And oh, uh,
0: what did you say? Because uh, I said supportive and then I just said open mic after because I know the small classes are awesome and I just started laughing because of open mics.
1: Oh, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah because you know how it is I mean I the first open mic I went to it was uh in Los Angeles I didn't even go oh, up oh, I just okay. I wow. yeah That's I just really started watching other people do it yeah it was just like these people were sorry I had to stop myself because I'm saying like so many
0: times but... <laughs> no, I, I know where you're going already right. <laughs> 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 okay so I need to shut up okay I'll let you talk. know no. no. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> oh sorry
1: sorry yes but but okay so the guy goes up uh and this isn't going to be pc but you know comedy comedy uh podcast right so uh he goes up and then his jokes are just about uh masturbation and you know if if he could like i wonder what my cum tastes like you know things like this that this is what i remember about my first open mic you know and i was so Put off by it because that's just not my style and that's just not where I want to take it. And and I feel like no, I mean those those jokes as well. Like to me, they just seem so overused. And I'm like, don't you have like that's your only shtick? Right.
0: Um, Yeah, well-roundedness. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So I I didn't even go up. I I just started watching it, and then it was one after the other, and no one was getting laughs. But a lot of people in the audience weren't listening either because they were just other comics thinking about their own stuff, so, you know, so that was my first experience in that, and that was a bit of an eye-opener, because then I realized, okay, well, you know, this isn't the, this definitely is not the classroom setting that, uh, that UC Berkeley students are used to, you know what I mean?
0: Right, because we're so, like, I mean, do we even tell dick jokes? I feel like, I guess college students should tell some dick jokes, but I don't even remember, because I graduated in, like, 2012 with an urban studies degree, so I feel like maybe that's even okay. more useless in America. Because I think American versus urban studies, that's kind of similar, right? But I totally get you. Like, I get you a 100% on what you're saying. Now. So that's funny. So what made you decide to do, like, a second open mic? Because I feel like sometimes people are so demoralized by, like, the first shitty open mic that they never go again. So now you're running the places, right? Can you tell us some more about, like, uh, the Long Beach scene and, like, what's it like running the mics?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I actually don't run a mic. I just do a show. And that's all I I do. Yeah. I mean, I I started a show um, on the one hand, because I just wanted a place where I could, I mean, I have to do everything, you know, I have to fill a room with almost 100 people every month. Um, And Uh, it's hard but it's also good for me and for everyone else because at least it gives a proper audience yes and you know and I can get the comics that I want to work with Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just a a, you know here comes my arrogance like I feel like it's just a much more quality setting more quality
0: though like guys usually I should listen to Feliz's comedy because it's just like you know you put effort into it and it's like comedy that you think about so oh thank you to tell you, but like seriously like listen to her if you're in Long Beach or Orange do you come to Orange County that often I think you just came like that one time I saw you I, I came
1: that time um I actually like that Mike in Irvine yeah 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 uh, but, I, love, you know,
0: I love Frank he was on the show yeah he's awesome
1: yeah I mean and and Frank is cool and the whole setting's cool and you have an actual audience there like there yeah
0: and a real talking. audience not like okay yeah
1: yeah, it's, it's also one of those mics where it is, uh, I think it is PG-13, right? So you have yeah, to, or so is it PG, it.
0: Yeah. you know,
1: but you, you have to be a little more creative and, and you can't just, you know, you, you can't.
0: <laughs> you know, like the, Whatever. Yeah, you're right. Right.
1: Um, can I ask you something random? Because you said urban studies, because that sounds uh, much more hip uh so it's
0: like city planning basically so it's just like because I started off in architecture and I would like hated it I was in studio all the time I was like going nuts and I was like well I do want to graduate but like I don't want to hate myself for all four years locked up in a freaking worcester dungeon so I'm like right. okay where can I switch that can carry over my credits oh let's do urban studies because I cared about marketing and business way more so that was a major that's kind of like easy breezy enough that I can do other stuff uh yeah. while like, figured out my own thing. So I totally relate to what you're saying, but yeah, basically at Worcester a lot, Ananya uh, Roy was there. Some this guy like Nestor, I thought, forgot his name, but like it was, it was some like a lot of cool professors. I could take a lot of good classes, but like in terms of employability, pretty much useless. So I kind of have to like do everything on my own. And when Right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, this is the thing about university in general, it seems like, you know, they, they give you these assignments and then you work, on whatever they give you. And then I suppose it turns you into a good employee, you know, as far as taking directions from people and doing what people tell you to do. Mm -hmm. But for being an entrepreneur or something like that, um, it really doesn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like it did a whole lot for me. I mean, if you're going to study engineering and stick with engineering Mm -hmm. and then be a successful engineer, then, you know, more power to, you. but, um, this just got very serious, didn't it? Like all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but yeah, if, if you are, are trying to do your own thing, which it sounds like you were very smart about that because I, I didn't think too much about it when I was there. Um, but you know Jack Ma, right? The, yeah. the creator of Alibaba. So um, I guess he said to his son, you know, you don't have to be the top student and it's probably better to be like more in the middle because then you have time to work on other skills.
0: Yeah, but,
1: exactly.
0: His son goes to Berkeley.
1: No way.
0: <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. So much you're for being in the like, middle of the. <laughs> Seriously, you're so intuitive. Like, you just, like, knew it. Yeah, look it up. He does. I don't know what year, but, like, I think a little bit after I, we left. I don't know. Anyways. But, yeah, well, this he does is the stuff. other thing.
1: <laughs> this is the other thing, though. I, I suppose when you're the son of Jack Ma, you can still be middle of the road average student and get into whatever school you want to get into, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. just
1: exactly. for being the son of Jack Ma. But exactly. uh, that's funny. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Holy shit! This podcast is really on point, and we we didn't even intend to at all. I so, know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um um okay. Do you want? Okay, you talk about your joke on like what like going on dates and stuff. Do you suggest your? Okay, are you single right now? Yes, I am. So uh guys, listen up. Uh uh, uh message us. Message her. Uh, what, <laughs> seriously, people. Okay, People end up messaging. Seriously, I had an Asian dentist on here, and I was like, okay. Uh, Daniel, you better be careful because you're going to get the pee uh, once this podcast is out. And guess what? Like three different comments right under the Instagram that I posted. Oh my God, he's so hot. Uh, Hook me up. And I did actually introduce him to a girl. So I'm serious about this. Oh, no way. Yeah, you might not be single after this podcast. But okay, more important question. Should we pick you up in a Lamborghini or a BMW?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I know where this question is coming from. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) But your listeners might not, because this is a, this oh, is right, a right, joke right. that I have, right?
0: Yeah. Shut us up. This is so. Want, uh, but yeah, yeah, just do whatever to like make it more relevant, because I I just totally don't know. To I know
1: you're just like, let me uh, let me make this girl look incredibly <laughs> <Yeah>. superficial. <laughs> um. So, so yeah, I have a joke where, uh, it's basically the point of the joke is that a lot of, a lot of guys, a lot of people drive cars they can't afford. Um, so I don't know if I should even say the joke or, you know, but it's, it's, it's men driving BMWs that they can't afford. Right. And, and if you pick up a 20 year old in brand new BMW, she's going to think, oh my God, you're so rich. But if you pick up a 40 year old woman in brand new BMW, she's going to think, oh my God, you owe at least 40,000 on this thing. Right. Um, and you know, but as you start to get older to, you know, you become more aware, hopefully. And, uh, and you just know a little more about how the world works and how credit works and, uh, how guys with bad credit work. Um, and sometimes you meet these guys and you're like, man, I know your job. You should be driving a Nissan Sentra. (laughs) That's not your car right now. Um, so, okay, so going back to BMW and, and Lamborghini, I can't even say those cars are in the same class. They're, they aren't really, are they? Like, I've never wow. seen a, a Lamborghini commercial, but we all know what it is.
0: Yeah. You
1: That's know, but... Crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? But, like, with BMW, it's just kind of everywhere. And, and BMW seems to cater to a wider range of uh, salaries, per se. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. Like my my first uh, thought is, pick me up any car you can actually afford. <laughs> uh,
0: no. you guys are here, here for your genius. Seriously, That's uh, I love that. Because like, okay. Um, no, what do you think? I mean, what what would you uh, prefer? I'll tell you after after the show. Right. I don't. Okay. I think it might endanger some innocent people. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it, it is very relevant to what you're saying, but I'll tell you after the show. I'll message you after the show. Okay, all right. But um, yeah, Lamborghini, why not? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, if you so, got it. Yeah, if you got it, flaunt it, right? So, um, like, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out in comedy? Like, what would you tell them to do and what not to do?
1: Um. You know, I have people who submit tapes to get on my show and whatnot. And uh, a lot of times, what I tell them is to take a proper class and and not all.
0: <laughs> <off>. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Um that like That, that wasn't even meant to, to make it sound like I a know joke. I right But I know where you're going. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to
1: shut up. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I know that that made me sound like a jerk. I, no, no, I didn't no. even mean You're it so like
0: that. So sweet I... and so tactful. That is... <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll let you speak. I'm sorry. I'm ruining this. Sorry. No, not at
1: all. I mean, because I've had I've had tapes sent to me where you know they they go to an open mic and it turns out to be a tape like that first open mic experience I talked about earlier where um, I you know where I think I just I cannot put you up you know, and it's also for your own sake too. It's not just for, you know, it's not just for my audience, but it's also for your own sake, like to really, um, when you are up on a stage with a lot of people in a room and, um, I mean, I don't, I don't run the Apollo, right. I don't have an audience of thousands and thousands of people, but, but still a hundred people is, is a good amount of people. So, uh, if you are performing, for that even if you're performing for two people lee and you start doing jokes like that and it's it's just cringeworthy i mean you're not going to feel good about yourself right by the time i mean if you have self-awareness i'll put it that way
0: <laughs> if you i have don't have any self-awareness so i feel like sometimes i don't even know like because because i feel like I, I i'm glad that you say record it again like i get just get better do a class because it's like sometimes you think you do a particular way and then you look at the recording and you're like holy shit you know yeah I
1: mean. that's true though that's true yeah but you can tell from people's reactions a little bit right mm-hmm. or now or do you not <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: do sorry, you not care moment, i just don't, <laughs> don't care Or my brain tells off but anyways okay back to back to normal stuff okay how do you deal oh. with like rejection and bombing and like com- comedians like not showing up when they say they would show up like What are your thoughts on, like, basically things not going your way? How do you deal with that?
1: Okay, so, um, all right, so that's a lot. Okay, so I
0: just, yeah, no, no worries,
1: (laughs) because I have my memory so bad, so I'll, like, focus on one thing, and I'll forget the other one, so, um, with bombing, I think it's, it's just one of those things that's gonna happen, and sometimes it's about, you know, like, I remember bombing at a show, which was, it, it was one of those dive bars, and it was super loud, um, but they also had TVs on in there, um, and no one was listening, and I was really sick, and my voice was barely audible, mm-hmm. so people weren't even paying attention, um, and I just, I ended up getting off the stage early, and oh. and then I felt really bad about that, you know, the, the MC, when he took the mic from me, he said, oh, you know what, you had more time, and I was like, well, I did, but. Oh,
0: he's nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, first I was so sick and I, I didn't even, it was one of those three hour shows as well where you had one comedian after another, after another, after another. So, um, and people were just not having it, you know, and it wasn't just that I bombed. It was like pretty much everyone except maybe three people. And the three people who didn't bomb were the ones who were just calling out the audience and they were just you know, they were just speaking directly with certain people in the audience and that, and that made people pay attention more. So I guess it's just a matter of reading the room more and Mm -hmm. seeing, you know, what people actually want and not just trying to stick to your own jokes. Cause sometimes your own jokes are not going to cut it, Mm uh, depending on who you're performing for. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: but that's hard too, you know, like if you're not good at riffing with people and, and trying to come up with
0: jokes on the spot,
1: uh, and I, and I guess that just takes time and, um, you know, a little more practice. Have you bombed yet?
0: Because, okay, here's my thought, because I've asked other comedians this, because I feel like I, I like going, so I feel attached, maybe because I, I was rejected so much before, like, it's kind of immune to me in business, yeah. right? so I just feel like I'm just gonna go, and I test it out, right, because I did, like, a race cards thing, where it was just like, oh, this is what you should be aware of if you date a white man, and, like, in one room, it did really well, in the other room, it did really horribly, and huh. even in the horrible room, like I felt a little bit bad, but I didn't care because I feel like they didn't get it because they were dumb. So I feel like <laughs> I was you know what I mean? them. Yeah, because I feel like part of my brain, like the empathy part, we really just it's it didn't it didn't happen when I was born or something. Cause I feel like I like going just for the sake of going in a sense. It's kind of like a science experiment for me, I guess. Because I asked other comedians, they're like, I was like, Do you care, if you bomb? And they're like, Yeah, we care. And I was like, yeah why and they're like what do you mean why like because I guess like I don't okay I put effort into it but I don't care what other people's reaction is of course I'm going to be happy if they like it but I don't mind if they don't because I found out what didn't work does that make any sense is this normal yeah
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think it does. it, And, you know, in, in some respects, it's probably healthier that way. It's like a, a part of me has this feeling where, you know what, chances are in 50, 60 years, I'm going to be dead anyway. You know, <laughs> and why does it matter? <laughs> does it really matter that much? You know, if people don't laugh. So, so there is that part of my brain and maybe yours is just bigger. I don't know.
0: I think I have no empathy. So I need to tell you what happened, like, over Messenger um <laughs> but you're I- making all of your your uh, like everyone
1: listening to your podcast is like oh my gosh she has so much that she's not telling <laughs> <laughs>
0: because you guys uh, are way better than me though you know what I mean because like somebody wow. wrote a one star review on me and they're like she's dumb and then like she she trying to rise off the knowledge of other people and pass it off and I was like I never said I was a millionaire it's just a podcast where I invite millionaires so I can marry right. one of them or be introduced to one of them, and it's right? Like, uh, and I, but the hater was good because he introduced me to like some somebody like Nick Cooper or something, and he's like entrepreneurs in cars, and he's like, you're nothing like Nick from Entrepreneurs in Cars. I was like, oh, who's that guy? And I emailed Nick, and he, he's like, yeah, I'll be on your podcast uh, in a few months when I book it. Oh, cool! get <laughs> him on the book. So I feel like I'm at this point where it's just like I got I get rejected so much in business that I just I don't care anymore. I guess maybe it's not super healthy for relationships because I feel like just part of my empathy brain just shut off and I just I don't care anymore. I just look at hey, can this interaction help me get more publicity or give me more money or give me to the right people and maybe this is not the proper way to be a person but I feel like being in business for a while I just don't care anymore because I feel like I give a lot of value and I do have a mission to spread with money millionaires because I do believe like you should be able to make money doing and having fun right because what fuck else would you do anything else do you want to be like a broke miserable person I don't want to so I feel like the alternative is just like because comedy is in everything right that's why I get experts on every field um to share their humor with us because I want people to see that, you know, even if it's engineering or dentistry, you can still laugh about it, even if you're going through miserable times. So anyway, right. I'm rant. rant. But No,
1: uh, not at all. I mean, I I think in order to be a successful business person, you have to kind of not care, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I think that is, you know, for what you're doing and what you're trying to do, I think that that's actually a good trait. And maybe that does come with uh, a lot of
0: I think a relates. Yeah, I feel like successful business people are very difficult to live with especially salespeople. like yeah my theory anyways but i don't know who, who who knows maybe i'll be single forever i don't really care at this point uh this podcast is consuming all my time so we'll see how it goes so um uh before uh we uh let you go uh so can you tell us where can we stock you online um or where can we find you uh where can we book you
1: Okay, great. So you can go to uh, Feliz G on Instagram, F E L I Z E G E E, Mm -hmm. or you can check out comedyjet.com. That's my website. Or I set up a new Instagram for Comedy Jet Mm -hmm. separately. So it's just Comedy Jet. Um, Either those work, or you can just go on Facebook. I have a lot of married male friends from India.
0: Oh, wait, wait. They're married? Then no.
1: No, you know, I get a lot of like, see, that was very un-PC. I get, I get a lot of Oh, I get it now. Requests. Oh, you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm dumb. I'm like so slow. Now I get it. Yeah, you're right. they always no. like, hey, what's up? Uh, do you want to be my friend? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, I had to kind
1: of stop accepting friend requests from a, from a lot of guys because I was like, God, I can't even show this to, to my, my female friends who look at my Facebook account are going to be like, what is up with <laughs> you? Are you running an escort service? What's going on with all these men on your Facebook? I'm like, I don't know, dude. They're, those are the only people who want to be friends with me. It's like, I want more female friends they're there.
0: beautiful. Obviously. Oh.
1: oh, thank I feel you. Beauty
0: comes at a, at a price, though, because it's like, on the one hand, like, if you know how to leverage it, like, you have, and it's like, it's great, right? But on the other hand, you get so much, like, unneeded hatred, in a way. It's almost like if you're really successful, people are going to hate on you more because you're successful than if oh, for you were- sure know what I mean so I get that for sure um, yeah and I'm like for sure as if I'm like so successful right now But <laughs> so you're freaking really Berkeley grad <laughs> and you're beautiful and you run open mics and you're funny so it's like intimidating to like a lot of people um I mean I do you, I, yeah, yeah
1: do you notice with a lot of uh, what I've kind of noticed is uh, a lot of guys don't actually want to go out with female comedians um And I guess they did a study about this where they said, you know, a, um, a female's, uh, interpretation of saying, oh, I want a guy who has, or is humorous is, is a guy who's actually funny, but a guy saying, oh, I want a girl with a sense of humor is her laughing at his jokes, like not her making jokes on her own, but just laughing at his jokes, um, did you read anything like that? They have a couple that's,
0: of. That's very interesting. And I agree because my theory is on like, this is fascinating. So, feminine and masculine energy, right? Because I feel like when men can do stuff and be rewarded for it, they feel masculine, right? And yeah. when the man tells a joke, it's like he goes out hunting, right? And he brings the uh, woolly mammoth back, and the woman is happy, and then they can have sex, right? But right. if the woman <laughs> is the one bring the woolly mammoth back, the guy's like, well, uh, I need to find a bigger woolly mammoth to show you how much of a man I am and to impress you. So I feel like, um, I guess that's my theory. Um, And I feel like I'm not in comedy to like get guys because, uh, I'll tell you later why. (laughs) (laughs) Because I already offended so many people by just being who I am. So I'll hold back a little bit. But I, I, I absolutely agree with that because it contrasts with the energy of like nature, I guess. Like if you're a very successful woman, your pool of dating is actually smaller. But if you're a very successful man, your pool of dating increases, right? So it's like, right. how can we pretend to be needing help so that we can get the maximum amount of help so that spring has the biggest chance of succeeding? So it's almost like the more successful woman has to hold back on her stuff and make the man feel like a man by asking for help. Because asking for help is not really weak. I feel like asking for help is like allowing the man to be the man. And if you're like a beautiful woman, you have a lot of choices, right? So, okay, man A gave me a Lamborghini. Man B gave me a BMW. Man C gave me a Bentley. So I'm going to go with a Lamborghini.